The Lord be with you. Welcome to Thin Places, the podcast channel of St. Aidan's Anglican Church in Nicholasville, Kentucky. I'm Father Lee, the pastor here at St. Aidan's, and I want to invite you to join me here each week as we join together to share common prayer, common worship, and common life. And just as the streams feed the trees on their banks till they pour in the seas, so may my life be to all those who share this wilderness road. A reading from the Gospel according to St. John in the first chapter. John saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I did not myself know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? And they said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, Come and see. And they came, and they saw where he was staying, and they remained with him there that day. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Epiphany is going to be an important word for us for the next several weeks. It's a word that means revelation. It's the revelation of God to us. God revealing himself to his people to the whole of creation. And it is not an accident that the story of Epiphany begins at the Jordan River. We saw that last week as we celebrated the baptism of Christ. We see it again this week as we're reading from John's Gospel. The story of God revealing himself to us, to his people, begins at the Jordan River. Because when we read Scripture... The Jordan River always stands out as a threshold between the place where God's promises are fulfilled and the place where the nations have their power. It's the medium point. It's the threshold. It's the place where we cross over from the kingdom of the world into the kingdom of our God. And so the whole world stands to bear witness to what happens at that threshold. And those waters, the waters at Jordan are exactly that threshold. We heard that in our sermon last week that we read from St. Maximus. 
the confessor, where he describes how Jesus entering into the waters has made them holy. That Jesus entering into the waters of baptism has made for us a new pathway, a pathway that will lead us home to the Father. That's what baptism is. Baptism is this new pathway. It's in baptism that God reveals himself. It's in baptism that God reveals to us his kingdom. And it's in baptism that God reveals himself and his kingdom to the world. And so for the next several weeks, as we gather together each Sunday to worship, I'm going to ask you to join me as we pause at the edge of those waters. We're going to imagine ourselves for the next several weeks standing at the banks of the Jordan because we know that Lent is on the horizon. We know that when Jesus comes out of the water that he will immediately begin a journey into the wilderness and he's going to lead us along with himself into that desert place so that we can encounter God in a new way so that we can prepare our hearts for the revelation of his son, our savior and our redeemer as we celebrate Paschal Tide and Easter. But for the next few weeks, I want us to simply pause for a few moments at the side of the Jordan and watch as God reveals himself and his kingdom to us and to the whole world. I want us to pause here and to consider our baptism and what our baptism means. Because for me, growing up, baptism was always described as being a picture all right. It was it wasn't a thing that mattered in and of itself. It was just a picture. It showed uh, and like an illustration, an icon, perhaps of what it is that God had accomplished because of my profession of faith. That was the way that baptism was always described. And yet, as I grew older, as I read more and more from Scripture, it seemed that Scripture said that baptism was something a great deal more than just a picture of what God had done. Because when we read the Gospels, we see that baptism is described in the Gospel as the way that God is advancing and growing His kingdom. That it's a sign and a marker of where God's kingdom is and where God is at work building that kingdom. And when we read Paul, Paul describes baptism as the place where we receive new life. And when we read from St. Peter, St. Peter says to us that baptism is the thing that saves us. It's the way that God is rescuing us out of the world and bringing us into the kingdom of his Father. And so when I became an Anglican and I discovered the way that Anglicans baptize and the way that Anglicans worship, it was as though I heard scripture all over again saying to us what baptism is. And it's described absolutely beautifully in the 39 articles, which I know I don't read to us often during our Sunday morning worship, but this description is so good that we're just going to read it uh, right out of the articles. This is article 37 describing what baptism is. We say that baptism is not only a sign of profession or a mark of difference, whereby Christians can be discerned from others, but it is a sign of regeneration and new birth, whereby, as by an instrument, those that receive baptism are grafted into the church. The promises of forgiveness of sins and our adoption to be sons of God by the Holy Spirit are visibly signed and sealed. In baptism, faith is confirmed and grace is increased 
by virtue of prayer unto God. That's the way that we describe what baptism is. Baptism is an instrument. It's the means through which God is accomplishing God's work right now in the midst of his church, right now in the midst of this world in which we find ourselves. In our gospel lesson today, we are still with John sitting at the edge of the Jordan. And this is just after Jesus' baptism. John turns and sees Jesus, and he says to his disciples and the people who are gathered around, Look! He calls to them, he calls to their attention to this man walking, and he says, Look! It's God's Lamb who takes away the world's sin. Look! It's God's Lamb who takes away the world's sin. In the Bible, when we read that word, Lamb, the image that is supposed to leap into our minds is the image of Passover. The image that shows up in our minds every time that that idea of a lamb shows up, whether it's in the prophets or whether it's in the New Testament, it calls to mind that image of the Passover. Because the Passover image is this, that the blood of the lamb saves us. The lamb's blood saves us. That death and destruction are not allowed to enter into the places where we dwell. Because we are protected by the Lamb's blood. And John, standing there at the edge of the Jordan, sees Jesus. And he says, look, it's God's Lamb. But then he says something else. He doesn't say it's God's Lamb. We're going to escape the evil empire. He doesn't say, look, it's God's lamb and the heathens are going to burn in hell. He doesn't say, look, it's God's lamb. All of our problems are going to go away. John, standing at the edge of the Jordan, sees Jesus and says, look, it's God's lamb who is coming to save the world. This is God's lamb that brings salvation to the world. And then he says, that's why I baptize. I baptize you so that you can see God's lamb. John says, your baptism from me is so that you can see God's lamb. That new birth that the articles are talking about, this new creation that we become in our baptism, is how the lamb of God saves the world. This is the way that God saves the world, through the Lamb. And the way that we know that, the way that we enter into that, the way that we participate with it, the way that we receive that grace in our lives is through the work of baptism. Our baptism opens our eyes to see the Lamb. Our baptism is the way that the Lamb is setting the world around us free. In Sunday school this morning, I was talking with the kids about what our baptism accomplishes, what happens in our baptism. Because we were, we were reading together the story of Nicodemus. Nicodemus came to Jesus in the middle of the night, and he said, what do I have to do to be saved? And what did Jesus tell him, guys? 
What did Jesus tell him? You have to be born again. That's right. If you want to see God's kingdom, if you want to participate in God's kingdom, you must be born again. He says born of water and born of spirit. He says if you want to see God's kingdom, you have to become a new creation. He says to Nicodemus and John says to his crowd, if you want to see God's lamb, if you want to see the salvation that God is enacting in the midst of his creation, if you want to be a part of the kingdom of God, this is the way. You have to become a new creation. You have to be born again. You need a new spirit. You need a new life. You need a new home. You need a new family. Everything about you needs to be born again. The whole of creation is being born again because that is what Jesus is doing. That's what it looks like when the Lamb of God sets the world free. That's what it looks like for us to look at the horizon to see the Lamb of God who saves the world. God's Lamb has come not to save you, not to save me, not to save us but to save the world. That's why God's lamb is given to us, so that God's creation, including you and including me, can be brought home again. So that ancient wound of sin can be healed. So that the death that we have inherited because of our sin can be transformed into new and unending life in the person of Jesus Christ. And so we go down together into the waters of baptism. We step over that threshold through those waters that make us holy. They make us holy because Jesus has made them holy. Jesus has entered into the waters of baptism and has made those waters the way that you and I can come home. The way that you and I can experience new life and new hope and new joy and new peace. The way that we can be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ himself. And Jesus is inviting us today to experience that new life. Jesus is inviting us again today to experience the new life that comes to us through our baptism. That doesn't mean that he's inviting you to get baptized again. Okay, we say every time that we recite the creed, we believe in one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. But every day, you and I can experience our baptism again. Every day, you and I have the opportunity to experience God's grace that is alive in us because of our baptism. It's about you and I waking up. Opening our eyes to see what God is doing around us and in us and through us. It may be that somebody is here today and wants to be baptized. That absolutely can happen. And if that's the case, I want you to come and talk to me about it. Because I would love for you to enter into this new life with us. But I think for most of us who are here, what we need is to have our minds woken up. We need to have our eyes opened to see what God is accomplishing in our lives all around us all the time because of our baptism. Maybe what you need to know is that you are a new creation. Because 
the world around us doesn't tell us that story. The world around us tells us that we are uh, that, that we are broken, that there's something wrong with us. That's the story, the narrative that sin gives to us over and over again. But God says about you that you are beloved, that you are his child. God is calling you home because you have been born into a new family. Or maybe you need to hear God's forgiveness proclaimed over you by the Lamb. Because the Lamb is here today to do exactly that. So that you and I can live joyously in a life of forgiveness and wholeness and health. All of us are here today and need to be reminded of our baptism. Every single one of us. Maybe today you're being called to the waters for the first time, or maybe today you're being called to those waters again. But those waters are a sign to us of what it is that God has done and is doing in our life right now. Normally we do this during uh, our epiphany worship, but I was quite ill last week uh, when we were supposed to have celebrated epiphany together. And so today... I'm going to end the sermon by inviting you to stand with me as we bless water and salt and consecrate new Epiphany water to remind ourselves throughout the year, but especially throughout our Epiphany season, of the, the gift of our baptism. So I'm going to invite you all to stand with me as we pray together. Thank you for checking out Thin Places today. If you were blessed by your time with us and want to know more, check out anchor.fm forward slash thin dash places for more homilies, devotionals, and worship from St. Aidan's Church in Nicholasville, Kentucky. And make sure to follow us and leave a comment and join us again next time in common prayer, common worship, and common life. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Father is restored.